0: Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I'm your host, Junior Binu, and along with my co-host, Anthony Toma. Today we've got Stephanie Barish-Nofar. She works with Hope and Counseling. It is her own business out of Sterling Heights. Stephanie how are you?
1: I'm good thanks for having me.
0: Good. you like to introduce yourself and give us a little bit of information about it for the audience?
1: Uh, so my name is Stephanie Nofar. I'm um, the owner of Hope and Counseling. It is in Sterling Heights. Uh, we started about almost five years ago now and um, I'm a licensed professional counselor. I also am a certified advanced alcohol and drug counselor so I do um, specialize in addictions. Um, at our location, we have a uh, four other therapists that do a lot of other things. We have a child therapist. We have a male therapist who um, mostly sees like younger males because a teenage boy does not want to talk to a woman <laughs> yeah. um, right. about anything. So um, yeah, I'm married. I have a son. He was almost two and crazy. Um, Beautiful. And God bless. That's thank a you. boys will be boys. Oh yes, yeah. Yes, definitely. But I love it. It's, yeah. it's great. I love what I do. I love helping others. Um, I love just being that like voice of reason sometimes that people need.
0: So, so you'd be the person, like once I, I call it, and then I've talked about it with um, my brother and I and stuff like that, stress and anything from depression or let's just, like we were saying earlier, somebody who implodes mm-hmm. and um, goes through the breakdown and or even how, do they come to you pre that like the ramp up to that i mean what's
1: sometimes i think that in our our community it's getting to be a little less stigmatic like where people are willing to come to counseling before it gets to the point of like oh my gosh i can't take it anymore sure um but we see pretty much anything i mean it could be like school stress work stress could be like anxiety depression um grief and loss we see a lot of um, I used to work for Eastwood Clinics, and they had a grant through, like, the Chaldean Community Foundation for, like, people who had just come back from Iraq and had a lot of trauma. Um, I see a lot of addictions, obviously. I see um, adolescents and adults. I don't see children. Um,
0: You're saying, like, your, your uh, institution doesn't actually handle children or oh, they, they just, do
1: i just have another you, therapist that does that oh like she okay, does so you child personally. therapy yeah, i just don't okay. personally do it but i do, i see a lot of teens um i recently had like a teen self-esteem workshop
0: okay
1: um any so reason
0: or is there a difference that you don't yes. go with okay
1: it's really hard it's honestly it's just i loved kids sure i don't like to work with them because it's just so difficult okay. um because you have to really know like their development stages you have to know just so much. And um, we have a therapist at our office who worked in like schools for like 25 years. So she is so well versed with kids and what they're going through and how to get to them. She does a lot of play therapy. Um, I do mostly talk therapy. You know, I, I include a few activities with teens and things like that. But for the most part, it's talk.
2: Talk a little bit about the, uh, you said the teen self-esteem workshop mm-hmm. talk yep. a little bit about that
1: so i did that recently we had about 10 teens um, not necessarily chaldean we had a few um that and we were trying to focus on all their positive attributes and what makes them have low self-esteem so mm-hmm. all the different factors that have caused them to feel this way throughout the years throughout their life
2: right. what are some um, of those things for girls
1: um a lot of it is like parents, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I'm a parent and I know how hard that could be. um, But we just never know how much our words or our actions or even our relationships with, you know, whether it's, you know, marriages or outside relationships, how much they affect, especially girls, um, because I think girls just handle everything so much more emotionally, and we process things emotionally. So um, you know, we always say like, you can say ten really good things about a woman. If you say one negative one, she's gonna remember that negative one.
2: Different chromosomes. Yeah. yeah. So, so how does how do we as Kelly and parents uh, stay out of our teens' ways without?
1: not them. parent yeah
2: we, yeah
1: I always say that I think it's really important to be a parent and not a friend but I think that it's super important to be positive with them if they do something wrong to find a positive way of showing them the right way. You know, instead of saying, like, you shouldn't do this, Mm -hmm. let's talk about why you are doing that and what effects it can have on you. And I just want you to be this amazing woman instead of, like, don't do that. You're, you know, this and this is going to happen to you or you're going to have this kind of reputation. It's like, no, you're just this beautiful woman. And I don't, I don't want you to, you know, fall into the wrong crowd or Mm -hmm. things like that. And so just being a lot more positive and finding, like, the like back doorway of handling certain situations
2: on our end we'd have a shotgun in the closet exactly yeah. that's that so you know yeah. what i'm saying it's so. hard so we're only a generation away from or, or generation past the, the na'ala you yeah know? So, absolutely so how do we so and our girls you know and family and friends they, they all grew up okay mm-hmm. so how do you Define from, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was gonna say. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to hear what your define side of-
1: okay because I think that I mean, like myself included, I think that a lot of like my generation of women do have a lot of self esteem issues, sure. and I think that that is like um, a very it's like the base of a lot of other issues that we mm-hmm. end up having. And yeah. so I think it comes from society. I think right now social media is killing our girls. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, You know, because we have no idea the what an actual model looks like. No.
2: Expectations. And what that means. Yeah.
1: And the expectations and no one is going to post their worst picture online. Right. Nobody.
2: No. And, and so
1: people are only seeing the good out of every other person.
2: Selena Gomez has done it.
1: Yeah. Thankfully. She's, yeah. And and we are having a lot more celebrities come out with stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And I even did a couple years back. We did like a you know everyone had like the ice bucket challenge. We yeah. did like a like a no filter no makeup challenge.
2: Oh, cool. Oh, and
1: cool. a lot of people did it. Not many Chaldeans did.
2: What was the hashtag? I don't remember
0: no it's a couple years nike back. did something too in regards to what you're saying to help out women especially with mm-hmm. sports from all the you know beautiful women coming out that had their six packs had the nice sport bra on, and then the perfect physique coming in with those tights that wasn't every situation coming mm-hmm. out so they changed that expectation so women can be a you know a little bit over the standard weight or yeah. you know what have you just doesn't have to be that ideal coca-cola bottle you know yeah, coming absolutely. out so So it's good. So I have a question for you because it takes a lot of strength to deal with this stuff. So when you went through college for this, was this your first expectation to want to get into this um, hope, you know, in counseling? Or was there any other things you had in in mind in your career before you jumped into this? So
1: I was a paralegal for about 12 years. I went to law school. I went to Cooley. And I just, while I was there, I was in my first year and I realized like this was just not for me, not at all. And um I left law school and I was still working at law firms. I was actually working in law firms even when I started my business because and unfortunately back then insurance companies took up to 90 days to to pay you. Yeah. So I was kind of like, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do for money?" Mm-hmm. So I had to like, you know, I had to capitalize on what I did know and 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 do that. So I worked at law firms up until a couple years a, a couple years ago. Um, but I had to think back on what really gave me a lot of joy, and that was I, I started a retreat for high school girls and um, back in 2005. What's
0: what was the name? That called?
1: Walk yeah. with Jesus. And so I was a director of that retreat for I don't know, 12,
2: 13 years. What side of town? Where did we um, gather?
1: It was through mar day. so it was in Oak Park. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we did that once a year, sometimes twice a year. We took about 24 to 30 girls with oh, us wow. every year. God bless you. Um, and it was amazing. I loved it, as, as crazy as it was, and as, like, no sleep that we get because they think it's, like, a huge slumber party. Right. And, um, you know, it took a lot of work because it was, like, a four-day retreat. Yeah, And so... I thought about that and how much joy it gave me, and I had to find a way to make at least a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. Nobody goes into counseling or social work for the money, I will say that. But I had to find something that was going to at least pay my bills. And so I left law school and um, I got my master's degree in counseling through U of D. Okay. So, yeah, and then. Great school. From there, I met some people, um, like, I met a friend through, like, all of my classes who was working in a um, residential treatment center in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was able to get me in to do, like, outpatient therapy there. And there it was, like, it was, like, culture shock, you know? It was the worst of the worst. It was, like, the the hardest population. I started doing, like, addictions counseling, and once I could, if I could handle that, that clientele, I knew right. I can go anywhere, mm-hmm. especially Macomb yeah. County, Oakland County. Like it was nothing yeah. in comparison. Um, I was even doing like in-home counseling in home counseling in Detroit. Don't ask me why, but yeah. when you're desperate for a job, when you first start out, you do whatever you got to right. do. And so once that was on my resume, I mean, there was nothing I couldn't do.
0: That's nice. That's and, awesome. then, and so hope and counseling has been effective in, for five years now? Yeah,
1: uh, like fully. Functioning.
0: <laughs> okay, that's that's great, and people can find you in Sterling Heights mm-hmm. um, for the center. So, how does this work? Is it insurance based that they got to reach out to you, or can I walk into you with you can, um, just you standard can, condition?
1: Yeah, you can walk in. So we do like online uh, scheduling, which honestly is like the best thing ever. Okay. Um, yeah. I like I Go feel Apple, like yeah,
0: right?
1: <laughs> like I feel like right now I'm the type of person where if I can schedule something online, you better believe I'm going to that place. Right. Yeah. Um, it just makes things a little bit easier because I think it's really difficult for people even to make that phone call or to make that step. And I, I commend people when they do. Like, honestly, it's it's such a hard thing to even like finally just make that, take that step. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we can, we go through a lot of insurance as I take almost every insurance. I think there are just a few Medicaid's that we don't. Um, and the thing that like I feel like I have been blessed with my my husband um, has always told me like not to turn people away. He was like, you know, this this thing that you're creating, like I want it to stand out for you, and I know wow. how hard you worked on it. And um,
0: who's your husband, by the way? Uh,
1: his name is Chris Nofar. He is uh, nice. he's a doctor at St. Joseph Mercy. Good. And so he always says, you know, this is what what you're here for. And so we do like uh, like a like a sliding fee for anyone that can't afford it. We literally don't turn people away That's my great. secretary probably yells at me more because <laughs> she's like don't write this off like I'm sure that they can be I'm like if they can't it's okay Like, it's not a big deal um we take a lot of referrals from churches like a lot of the priests I know like just personally through our retreats. community or do yeah. you also
0: do outside of our community Oh, absolutely yeah great. so
1: I actually did a talk um, at a youth camp for um, like a, a Lebanese Maronite Church mm-hmm. um, I've I've done a lot of talks at, like, CLC, Haven, at um, Holy Martyrs. I did, like, the War Room. <laughs> I, I, honestly, anytime someone gives me a platform to talk about it and to, like, get this, like, stigma completely out of our community, I will take it because way too many people are dying of overdoses. Way too many people are Didn't we just suicides. have a recent suicide yes, recently? Yeah. a couple days you, ago. Yeah, yep. yeah. Within you know, our and community.
0: It's just, That's tough. That sure. just,
1: it, it, like, honestly breaks my heart because I just know – like how much of an impact like counseling can be like psychology like taking medications i know a lot of people are very like anti medications we're not telling you as soon as you walk into a door into the door that you know we're going to refer you to a psychiatrist right but if you know something is 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 physiologically wrong with us if we had the flu yeah. would we try to fight it ourselves
0: if you can't, you can't. Yeah. If you feel there's natural remedies of doing it. But at the end of the day, to what you're saying is, that's based upon also the body's receptors. Absolutely. You know, the receptors are a, a huge thing that have to involve with your addiction process and the traits of it within your, your genes. Absolutely. So if, if, and I know because um, uh, one of the members in our community lost her son to overdose mm-hmm. and good friends with their family, and she said we even had... Um, something done, I, and I don't recall what it was, something done to the receptor where the doctor that was out of Henry Ford, I believe, or Beaumont, mm-hmm. um, he, he was uh, talking about that you can remove the receptors or do something to that receptor to kind of null it, to not make the craving be there. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of b- blocks it. But like, And that kind of touches on what I want to ask you mm-hmm. well, based upon stats that they give out. These are numbers based upon 3 million cases per year Mm -hmm. in the um, depression, which leads a lot of times to either drugs or suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, Toddlers, it says it's very rare from 3 to 5 years. You have children 6 to 13 years, it says very, it says common. Mm -hmm. What jumps up and becomes scary is, which is where the suicide rate starts to increase, is from 14 to 18 years is very common. Nineteen to forty vary, forty-one to sixty, and sixty plus all falls under very common. But this very common what? Depression. Okay, and so three million cases in the U.S. is what they took the studies off of, and that's what they've got in on the um, the ages affected by that number. So
1: so, if you think about it, with teenagers, they're experiencing so many new things mm-hmm. with their bodies, mm-hmm. with their lives. They're transitioning into like different things in school. They have to plan for their future. Right, that's really stressful. A lot of you anxiety You know, and there. so mm-hmm. and it's hard to tell someone like it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. then I just won't have depression or I won't have anxiety. Right. You know, and so they also are at an age where they don't really have a lot of coping mechanisms because they're just starting to have all of these stresses. Not developed, yeah. You know, they went from playing bit in the backyard to, oh my gosh, I have to plan for college.
2: And whose group am I in? Exactly. Oh, how come Absolutely. The, those people get to do all the fun stuff. Yeah.
1: And- so it's it's like a huge transition and that's where you're gonna find the most depression. And that that accounts for every part of our life after that. Because after you go to after you're done with high school, you're gonna go into college. College is pretty stressful oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. then changing you know like majors like on average people change majors twice that's not easy Right. Mm-hmm. and then you get out of college and you're looking for a job there's another big transition and then once you get a job and you have a career then you're going to be looking for either like a family or mm-hmm. traveling or whatever you decide to do in your life so all of those transitions come with stress and it's all about how we handle it it's
0: crazy what she's saying I had to see a therapist literally six years ago this week mm-hmm. um, the reason I know that is because it was uh, a close person in my family had passed away, mm-hmm. um, an aunt, and um, the, it just, it, it was like the underlying issue had to come out from everything past that, that I had mm-hmm. gone through. So when I went to go see her, she explained something to me that I never understood, but the way she did, she said, us as human beings, we go through losses that are equated to death mm-hmm. multiple times over.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We go from being, you know, home kids to jumping to kindergarten, our ties with mom is gone. Yeah. Yep go from your grade school to your high school your ties between everybody you earned from 1st to 8th is gone and your comfort and so zone from, is gone yeah. yep and it's like that you keep losing things in life and a lot of that can equate to people going through depression because they keep thinking back thinking back thinking back and you mm. never get what you had you know once yeah. it's gone it's gone
2: what are some of the well sorry, sorry to cut yeah. no, you what are some of the signs that a parent should be looking for At at certain ages, you know, so, So, so you you know, as, as as, like your child
1: is like getting into like the teenage years, they're going to be going through hormonal changes. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard. I always tell parents to err on the side of caution because you're going to have teens that are going to be like angry and behaviorally like acting out. And so you don't know if they say, well, I want to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're just angry. Right. I tell parents angry or not, take them to the hospital. Because do you want to take the chance? Really? Do you want to take the chance with your child's life?
2: And what's the, what's the hospital going to do? So they'll they at least assess them.
1: them. No, they'll, they'll hold them for at least 24 hours just to watch them, okay. talk to them. They'll send a social work in. They'll talk to them about like, what's causing them to feel this way if they feel like those, those threats are, are true or if they're you know, just out of anger. But I'm not willing to take that chance with my child. And I always tell people not to.
2: It's, it's do you want. I mean, I do, that. do you want to put that on them though? Like, it, wouldn't that, wouldn't that just push them over the edge next time to just be, keep it to themselves and just?
1: Or it's going to keep them from not just saying it. Mm-hmm. I always tell people if you mean it, like you don't say it unless you mean it, and so that will teach them as well because then they see that the consequences of of just saying it are that you may have to go to the hospital so then it's going to be a more serious thing so they won't say it unless they're they really truly mean, mean it coming through with it you know and so but you know looking for signs and symptoms like if they're it's withdrawing hard. if they're just staying in their room all day long and i get it they're on their phones all day yeah and so they might stay in their room a little bit but getting them out noticing their attitudes noticing that like They're exhibiting some behaviors that are just not the norm. You know, they're dressing kind of like either provocatively or maybe not at all. Like Mm -hmm. um, you'll notice a lot of times like with their phones, if they're trying to hide something, if, you know, there's too many things that are just not adding up, ask questions, talk to them, make sure that you're, you know, trying to make sure that that line of communication is open so that if they are feeling that way, that they're not going to think that you're going to overreact.
0: So you as a parent? You as a counselor, I've got a question of both of you because I'm in neither one of your positions. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the right to get into your kids' phones? Absolutely. Like My do,
2: kids are too young right now, but yeah. I when do. you get to I'm I saying do. when you get say I do it. do it all the time.
0: I yeah, mean, When the iPads or when they're oh, yeah. 10, 12 years old, if you actually hand them a phone, are you going to be the parent that will unlock it and go to see what's happening?
2: Or would you monitor it in yeah, some absolutely, way? 100%. Absolutely, 100%. And you condone that? Absolutely. Okay, you're talking about a kid. You're not talking yeah. about an adult. No, I understand. And, and kids Just cuz mad. Y- kids get that's... very
1: upset and they feel like they are yep. owed some kind of privacy. Yep. But again, it's that like thin line between being their friend and being the their parent. parent. I would rather my child be alive and well than to have their privacy and not so alive and well.
2: We had a we had an episode the the other day where my daughter came out screaming out of the <laughs> kitchen. Uh, she was on her iPad, and, and the reason was that someone was. It was she was playing a game, Roblox or something like that, and the the one girl was holding a sign that said "unicorn for sale." So she, she said she traded her horse, fake horse, obviously, mm-hmm. for the unicorn, and mm-hmm. the girl just now the girl's riding the uni- the pony in front of her. Yeah. And I think it was like 20 bucks or something like that. She went crazy. And we're like, yeah, let that be a lesson to you. Don't trust yeah. anyone online. And that was, a, I mean, for yeah. 20 bucks, that was a you know million-dollar yeah, message. Yeah, yeah. Small Absolutely. drop in the great. bucket came effective.
0: You yeah. know yeah. what I'm saying? it's great. Let me ask you this in regards to your hope and counseling. What was the push to get you going and started in there, you know, that you began that? And was there... Um, was there a cost a heavy cost involved did you need to have a source to help you out to get you going and then where's your growth in this company along with how do you market yourself so people can find you
1: so um the push to have my own clinic was Um, One, if you work for another practice, Mm -hmm. you have no say in terms of if someone comes to me and can't afford therapy, Mm -hmm. if that clinic doesn't allow me to see them, I don't see them. Because Mm -hmm. um, a lot of therapists work um, by percentages. So whatever a therapist makes, brings in, they get a percentage and the owner gets a percentage. Sure. And so I was working for clinics that were taking 50% of my pay and i had no say in anything mm-hmm. but what they were providing me was referrals um you know an office yeah. a yeah, secretary it was things it was like a good that yeah yeah absolutely um but it did bother me that like i didn't really have a say in a lot of things and i guess maybe that's just me being like type a but that's
0: okay though um
1: you know and and everything that i was doing within the church and the community made me feel like there's got to be something bigger there mm-hmm. had to have been something bigger for me to do and um, i I don't even know how we did it, but my husband had just, we had just gotten married and he just started a residency. So we all know how much residents make. And we had bought a house and and all of that. And um, it just so happened that one of his relatives said, hey, if you really wanna do this, I have some office space if you want. Mm -hmm. At the time I was working from home for Humana and um, I was working for their behavioral health program. And so I was talking to people over the phone. So I was like, well, what if I just move my entire office to this office and during my breaks I'll see clients. Mm-hmm. And after I, you know, sign out, I'll see more clients. That way I don't have to drive and waste yeah. time. And so like I'd be there from 9 a.m. Nice. till like maybe nine PM, but I'd see Hard maybe working. four or like, five close. clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would see four or five clients that day. And every day it would just keep growing. Um, and, but like, I mean, I'd literally have my whole setup for my other job in one mm-hmm. corner and then I'd have like my couches and my, and he, you know, lo- thankfully, um, uh, he gave me the office space and he let me stay there for like about, I think six months for free.
2: to shout him out?
1: Yeah. Neville Nofar. Um, he is the owner of. Great northern insurance. Nice. <laughs> and so Great and he word, does brother. a lot of stuff, um, too. Like he does some like home health care, he does insurance. And so he just gave me this little office, not even little, it was actually pretty big. And I stayed there for about six months until like I got get my, you know, feet on the ground. Um, I ended up leaving Humana. And when I got busy enough to just take on my own clients, I had to, there was like that transition of like, well, I have enough clients where I can quit, but I don't have enough clients to like fully get paid. Yeah. So I literally started to work at a law firm right down the street from here, part-time. I would just go there like maybe two or three days for like four or five hours. <laughs> the guy paid me really well. And again, like just capitalizing on the skills yeah. I knew I had yeah, and I sure. could get paid really well for until like insurance companies started to pay us and, you know, we started to get like, you know, on solid ground. Um, Then it was like I needed a secretary because then I was in sessions all day and I couldn't answer the phones. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I started to look into that and um, a friend of mine, her sister started to work for me and um, she's been with me pretty much for the long haul now. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, she runs it. She you, runs it. You
0: got expansions in mind? and um... So
1: I started with one little office. So yeah. we ended up moving from that office to where we are now. And now we have um, four other therapists there. Um, myself and then um, my secretary. And we do groups there. And we do pretty much everything. You know, I had to furnish four offices. I had yeah. to, you know, like I started with like going to like Grace Centers of Hope because they're um, like a recovery. Like they really try to, um, encourage recovery. And so I would buy furniture from there and, and couches and tables and lamps. And, you know, I'd start with one office and then like, I'd start with another one and I'd upgrade the other one. And, you know, like just right. little by little, yeah, you know, great. I had like a little Keurig in my lobby and, you know, a little like flat desk. And now I got like a secretary's desk and, you know, like just little growth. by little. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely.
0: No, but growth though. She's, she's yeah. right, right. So
1: we started little and then we, we've grown from there. Um, And now we want to even grow even bigger because honestly like there are, are weeks where i have like especially evening appointments i work from 10 until eight sometimes till nine depending wow. on the client um or unless
0: the show is on for uh, the naughty
1: yeah right That i leave early she, she
0: does the naughty with, uh, <laughs> big go.
2: nice
1: yeah so but i mean people want evening appointments and there have been times where someone is so desperate to get the help and i remember i had a client who worked really far away and she didn't leave work until eight mm-hmm. or, or seven i think it was and i was like okay well i'll see you at eight then my My son goes to sleep at eight thirty. So I'm like, it's okay. Like it's one day a week. I will see you until you're getting better, and then we'll like you know, we'll scatter your um sessions out. And she said that made her a decision because not many people are willing to make those accommodations. We mm-hmm. were there till nine p m.
0: Sure.
1: So but evening appointments are really hard to come by right now because everyone wants them. Their teenagers or their kids have school. They have work. By the time they get to me, I have clients that come from like Farmington, from West Boonfield. Wow. Um, I have a guy that comes from Canton. You know, I mean, to yeah. Sterling Heights, that's a, that's that's a, a heck of a drive.
0: How, how do they find you? Are you being referred? So that way we can let the audience know, yeah. like, what's the easiest way to find Stephanie in uh, Hope and Clinics so, Hope and Counseling, my apologies.
1: <laughs> so a lot of people will find us on like Psychology Today. It's like a big hub, a okay. directory um that people will go on and just put in like their zip code or if they're like depression or trauma or whatever mm-hmm. it might be um and then they'll find kind of a list and it kind of gives what we specialize in a little um like a little bio yeah um so we get a lot of referrals from that uh we get a lot of referrals from the churches okay. um, because the priests do know that we'll take anyone no matter their financial situation um we've even had to do where like we've had phone conversations um, with people we'll you know, we try to step in wherever we can. And so um, I have Chaldean therapists and we have non Chaldean therapists because a lot of Chaldeans don't feel comfortable with other Chaldean therapists. Yeah. Which discreet. my my one thing about that is Nobody's gossip is worth my license or my business. And I tell people that all the time. Like, it does not matter. I think the same for
2: for your therapist as well. Absolutely. And they understand the ramifications of of one's Confidentiality, yeah. Yeah. putting stuff out. And
1: that's like the crux of our business, really, is confidentiality. And it's hard sometimes because we're all Chaldeans. So I might see a client out and about. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was in Israel and saw one of my clients there. That's awesome. Like, really? (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's just what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Israel's
2: therapeutic. You know, and my mom
1: will sometimes tell me, like, oh, like I went on this bus trip and some lady said she's your client. I was like, who is that? She goes, you know her. She's your client. I was like, maybe Mm -hmm. she goes by a different name because I just don't know.
2: Wow. you know so, so if someone wants to follow the viewers want to find you directly where do yeah. they go how do they call so
1: you so com. they can find us they'll find our bios they can schedule online they'll okay. have all of our email addresses social media we're on Facebook a lot we try to like post some like positive things throughout the day um, and a lot of people follow us there um, we, believe it or not like the Chaldean Moms page uh, people tag us all the time we've gotten nice. a lot of referrals through that Um but, yeah, like, social media has been a big...
0: Yeah, help she got a shout-out sure. from uh, Mr. Bally yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yep, yep. Because he put an actual good post yesterday in yeah. regards to suicide and all the stuff. Oh, you know stuff. what? I saw that. Yep. I liked yep. all the yeah. that. So then I, just, that. I tagged her on there, and then he actually commended her and said, I've, I've heard her before. She speaks, yep. She's very well. So that's... Yeah. So I, I try
1: good. to go and do a lot of talks and things like that. Do you
2: have any talks coming up?
1: I actually don't, I'm like done for the the time being. Not until September. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I love doing all of that stuff. It's just, it's, it's a passion for me. Like people ask me all the time, like, oh, did you get ready for your talk? And I'm like, it just kind of c- comes to me yeah. when I'm there. And, and I think that that is important too, because it really is something that I truly love. And if I can even get one person to think outside of like, oh no, you would have to be in a white, you know, strapped white coat if yeah. you go to counseling. Yeah. You know, um, that's that's what I'm here for. Well,
0: two things. If you can give some um, words of encouragement to the community, to somebody who may want to um, either work with you mm-hmm. or do the same field as you, and then if you want to empower some of the uh, the women for what you're doing, but also a message to like the Kids, adults, whoever may be going, teens that are going through any type of depression or thoughts, maybe give them something that can encourage them to stay alive more.
1: My advice is is that get the help while you can. The worst that can happen is you get 45 minutes to an hour to yourself. Yeah, Like that is the worst that can happen. How often do we spend an hour just flipping through social media or going from one YouTube video to the next? Yeah. You know, it's one hour that you can invest in yourself and your well-being and your life and your future. You can't really go wrong. And I tell people all the time, therapists don't take it personal. If they're not right for you, go to another one. Don't give up. You know, not everyone's going to be a match for you, just like doctors, just like mm-hmm. lawyers, just like any, anybody. Sure. Um, and so don't give up on that. And, and who cares what people think? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your life, it's your future. Invest in your health. It. Absolutely. It's just like if we if we had cancer, we would go to the doctor. We would get treatment. Mm-hmm. Why is it any different when it comes to our mental health? Yeah. And I think one thing for parents to understand, too, is if your kids want to go to counseling, encourage them, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't want them to, even if you feel like there's all the stigma about them, how are they ever get married if they went to counseling? Um Don't worry about that. Get them the help. You will regret it later if anything happens to them. Anything. And that could not just be suicide. It could be just the the trauma and that follows you throughout your whole life and how much it holds you back. I hear a lot of, I do a lot of talks at like CLC and things. And I have a lot of girls that will come up to me and say like, I want to come to counseling, but I don't think my parents will let me. Mm. And that should never wow. be an issue. We should always encourage our kids to do whatever it takes to make themselves better.
0: Hey, if parents want to keep their kids alive, yeah, absolutely. push them for the alive. Not and just happy. Alive, yeah, alive and but yeah. Happy, yeah. Being
1: their best self. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, and living their best life. Like I, I think it's crazy when people like hashtag living their best life, but like in reality we're not. Right. Most of us are not. No. And so why not like dive deep into that and figure out what it is that's bothering you, what it is that's maybe triggering all these other feelings.
2: What are some of the what are some so of the, some of the maybe social channels or YouTube channels or some somewhere somewhere that somewhere some online where they can kids can go and, and just get a little bit of advice and maybe a little positive, bit more encouragement, yeah. some positive and for mm-hmm. reinforcement.
1: So I would say um, like TED Talks. I really love the TED Talks about mm-hmm. depression or anxiety. I've I've watched a lot of them. Um, and so they just go really to YouTube, po- yeah. TED
2: Talks, and...
1: Yeah, depression, d- anxiety, depression, anything anxiety. like that.
2: Okay.
1: Um, I would say follow our Facebook page because mm-hmm. we try to put on like a bunch of um, positive things and things just to think about. And how do they you know? find your
2: Facebook page? Um, it's
1: just Hope and Counseling, Hope and literally. Counseling,
2: okay. Cool.
1: Um, you know, we try to put things that make people think. I think I, we just posted something about how like six-year-olds laugh like 150 times a day and adults laugh like 10 times a day. Like, let's all be six oh, again, yeah. you know? And it's like things like that where you're like, w- where was I when I was six and why did I laugh so much? Let's get yeah. back to that.
2: Right.
1: So yes. I, we try to be really positive and get you thinking about, you know, just the deeper stuff, not to be surface. Like we can be surface with our friends and sometimes our family, but like there has to be that, that time and place where you can get deeper into like those real issues cuz we yeah. all have them yes, all of we us you do you That's know every name. counselor has a counselor pretty much you know and so mm-hmm. we have to take everything that people give us and we have to take it somewhere too and so we
2: learned
0: that thing from the sopranos
2: right yeah mm-hmm. yeah is there any other anyone else you want to shout out yeah um, want, my yeah.
1: dad my dad who's an uh, who also um works out of my office he's What's a, his name? carl Barish. he does appraising e. he's Carl? A, he's a broker um so he's pretty busy cool. um but yeah life has been good and I love doing what I do just take the chance that's what I tell people the worst that can happen is you have to talk to me for 45 minutes right right. it's not that bad I promise
2: do you want to say hi to mom
1: yeah my mom dad (laughs) I mean my husband all of them for encouraging me for helping me get started um I don't know how we all did it but we did and my friends who have to put up with me you know, either laughing or crying. <laughs> you know, some months are good when insurances pay you. Some are not. Yeah. You know, sticking by me through all of that. All of them that use me for therapy when we're just hanging out, it's fine. Yeah. Still love you guys. Sorry. But, Sorry. yeah, definitely. Everything's been great. All, all of our churches who encourage um, people to come to us and encourage counseling in general.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So we love to hear. Oh, yeah. yeah. We commend you on all the great work that you're doing. Thank you. And along with your... Um, your your practice just you willing to take things without even getting paid for it to get to get the job done so that's I don't know if it's a Chaldean thing. Or <laughs> I don't know. It's just we like I to mean, give so more than we receive, but
1: like some other professionals in my field think I'm crazy. But I, I've honestly been blessed enough to be able to do that, and I will do it until I can't.
0: Kind of like when yeah. nobody had money at the store. Sometimes they'd come in, they need to get a sandwich or something. You'd give it yeah, to them exactly. if you had yeah. to. So yeah, what well, was awesome? It was great having you. Thank you. Um, we wish you the best of luck, and we wish to see even more success and growth come from Thank you. your Thank likes. You. And yeah, you're
2: a very impressive woman. Yep. Thank, yep. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you.